Good morning, everyone. Wow, this is an on-time group. Look at this. You think the last person that comes in, we should make them sing a solo? <laughs> They'll never be late again. <laughs> All right, we're thankful that you've chosen to come to this seminar this morning, and we hope that you are blessed. There are a table full of handouts and um, some materials for you to check out. My name is Vicki Griffin. This is my colleague, Evelyn Kissinger. We are with the Michigan Conference. We're the Michigan Health Temperance Leaders there, and we are also the Director, director and Associate Director of Lifestyle Matters. Uh, and so that is what we are. That is what our mission is, and we thank the Lord for the Michigan Conference, which has commissioned us to prepare soul-winning tools for you to gain decisions for Jesus Christ. Can there be a better job than that? I'm so thankful. Uh, because if we just run around talking to people, that's really, is that really all there is? But to put those tools in your hands so that your, hand, so that your home can become a home of hope. Isn't that what we really want to do is empower you to be able to reach people this morning? Uh, we're going to have a prayer in a moment, but Evelyn and I were having a, a heart, just a heart-rendering heart-rending uh, discussion this morning about the need in this world and how open people are if we just pay attention to them when we're so busy. You know, most of Jesus' ministry took place when he was being interrupted. Do you ever think about that? And we just hate being interrupted. We're in a hurry. We're on a mission. But when we actually start being right, I know this sounds new age, but in the present, when we start actually paying attention to the people around us, it is amazing how fast hearts will open up because people are so pressured and they're treated so unkindly by most of the general public. So whether you're at the airport or in line at the grocery store or at the cleaners or the bank, everybody around you will be so blessed by a kind word and an inquiry how are you doing today? It's absolutely amazing how God is opening. How many of you have experienced that? I, I just, it's unbelievable, unbelievable how hearts are opening as never before. This is our door of opportunity. Can you tell them, can, where's our helper? Do we have a helper? Can you tell them to turn their mic down just a little bit, please? Or I will come and do it personally. No, I won't. Now, that didn't sound like what I was just talking about, did it? Okay, so you can see that this is something I work at. <laughs> All right. So, oh, and this was taped. Oh, no. You know, that's what people will remember, too. Oh, well. <laughs> Let's have prayer as we begin this morning. Do we have an evangelist next door? That's good. All right. Father in heaven, thank you for this time that we can have together. We just want to ask your presence into our room and into our hearts and come and be our teacher during these precious hours of probation, which are just closing in upon us. We thank you for the privilege of being here and sharing together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so the question that we're asking this morning, and we're going to do this in several parts. We have several parts. It's amazing. What we, what we say in these descriptions of what we're going to accomplish in an hour and 15 minutes, you know, bring your cars, we'll rotate your tires too. 
you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to do everything that we can to fulfill what we said in that description today. And so we're going to do this in several phases. And probably some parts of this will resonate with what you're here for, maybe more than others. But uh, it's a big picture ministry, and so that's what we're here to share. So the question that we're asking this morning is, how urgent is this message? Did they tell you that they will turn this down a little bit? They're working on this person. Yeah, good. Thank you. Huh? Talk a little louder. You know, I've been spending years trying to get over talking a little louder. Now I have to talk a little louder. So the question we're asking this morning is, you know, how urgent is this message? We're living in a world where little children are being trained by beheading dolls to behead Christians. We're, we're living in a world of complete chaos and decay of morals. So why, why are we talking about healthful living in such an environment as this? Have you ever asked yourself that question? How, how is this health message going to resonate with, uh, with the larger picture in this world? It's, I think it's a question worth addressing. How about that? And so in, uh, in the beginning of this work, in the early 1800s, 1844, we were given the message of Revelation chapter 14, the three angels' message coming out of the Reformation period, this beautiful new lamb-like beast, this government coming up with republicanism and Protestantism, and a call out of doctrinal error. Isn't that what the message of Revelation 14 is all about? It's about the opening of the investigative judgment, because when Jesus comes, his reward is what? It is with him. What an incredible message that, that God used the fall of the Ottoman Empire, the ra saber rattling of the Muslims, to signal the opening of the investigative judgment. And I believe that he's using the saber rattling of those powers to signal the close of human probation. And so here we are. We have this angel in the midst of heaven, and the angel is a messenger. It's a worldwide message. He's crying with what kind of voice? A loud voice. It's confident. We are, have been given a confident message with an eternal gospel. It's a call out of what? Out of error. No one likes being misunderstood. Have you ever felt misunderstood? Vivian, have you ever felt misunderstood? Yes, I have. Um, and so think about the, how God has been misunderstood through doctrinal error. Thinking that my, my precious little hairdresser, we were talking about this because she had a loss in her family and she was wondering what to tell her children about the grandma that died and, and what, where, where was grandma and was grandma in heaven or was grandma in hell and it gave us an opportunity, gave me an opportunity to share with her God does not burn people for, forever and ever, and their very cursing prolongs their sentence. That's what I was taught as a child. And by second grade, I became an atheist and a runaway as a result of this belief. I said, my dear friend, I wouldn't do that to a lizard. And so there's a lot of rejecting of God that has nothing to do with rebellion. It has a lot to do with misunderstanding the character of God. And so we are called to restore the truth of God in people's hearts so that they can have hope in their hearts of a loving God. Amen? So we're called that it's the hour of judgment. It's a gospel message. It's a gospel of healing and restoration and the finishing of this work. But you know what? We're not at the beginning of this message anymore. 
you, you move along the continuum of time to Revelation chapter 18, and we see that Revelation 14 has blossomed and morphed and grown. You've heard of the book, uh, Heaven is for Real, the book where the little boy supposedly went to heaven and he had all these experiences. They made workbooks for children about this, about the, the visiting of departed relatives and, and spiritualism. It has taken religious garb in ways that we have never understood before. It's on CBS, NBC, people who don't even believe in God, believe in these, re, these visitations, these reincarnations, if you're in an Eastern religion or in the Christian religion. So this is our moment. This is our time of all messages to unite and teach from a platform of, of healthful living, the brain-body connection, and that you don't have a soul, you are a soul. Amen? This is our platform for teaching, testing truths to, to save people out of the snares of spiritualism and a terror of these misunderstandings of God. This is what drives me. This is why I don't just work for some health organization. I gave a vow to God that I would never separate this message from the gospel. I became an atheist over this. I was a runaway, drugs, smoking by the time I was 11, bulimic for 20 years. And when I finally understood who God was, and when I finally realized that what the Bible really teaches about God, I didn't care if I lived an extra 14 years. That sounded terrible to me. Just awful. Who would want to do that? And so, but when I learned about God and his truth, when I prayed for God to deliver me from the bulimia, I was about 25 pounds thinner than I am right now. I was bulimic from 11 to age 31. And I just said, God, I was throwing up a dozen times a day, spitting up blood, wanting to die. And, you know, what committee in heaven made me health ministries director? What? What? You know, if you're praying for some kid, keep praying. That's all I have to say. But my prayer was, I just want to spend the rest of my life putting the devil out of business. And the Lord hired me. And here I am to terrorize you and get you going. So now, this message has come full bloom. We are not at the beginning of human probation, brothers and sisters. We're at the end. And I, I am brought to tears when I think that one soul is worth worlds. I look at people and I think, really? Valuable? Huh? Are we learning the value of a soul? Let's not kid ourselves. We can be so preoccupied with ourselves. We can be so looking at the externals of a human being, that we don't understand that Jesus would die for that one human being and that that one human being is worth worlds. How many of you want to get to that place where you understand the heart of God that way? If that doesn't drive our work, then we're just informational people. But you know what? Information without inspiration and motivation just crushes people. It hurts instead of helps. And so, I, I mean, it's just enough to drive anybody to the donut shop, isn't it? You know, you, have you ever been overwhelmed with information? And so I want you to be evangelists. I want you to be everything that God wants you to be as a messenger of God's peace. Because we're not at the beginning of the hour of judgment. We're at the end.
And the call is, come out of her, my people. Come out of error. And God has called you and I, as health evangelists, to be ministers of testing truths through the health message. Is that incredible? Is that an honor? I will never have a health meeting and then try to trick people into coming into some other aspect of religion. There's no way. The materials that we produce have the truth blended in from day one. So on the negative side of things, we have more danger, greater risk, more trials, persecution, and even death. And we make mistakes. The Lord is showing us our mistakes. He's showing us the mold that's in our own souls as we work together. You know, studying on your own and being, reading books is what I love to do. I, I, like, I would love to be a librarian and just be you know, in the archives, dusting books, reading. It, it's just gr- it's a great feeling. But that's not where maturity takes place. Maturity takes place when we get together and try to work together. Amen? That's where we're going to find out what we need. And it's a good thing. So we, haven't, we mustn't shy away from mistakes and problems and obstacles and our own failures. We just can't do it. When we first published our Simple Solutions book, uh, Diet and Stress, the 800 number on 20,000 books was the number to a specialty tobacco company. We had the wrong number in there. So if you're really stressed, this was our first project for the Michigan Conference. If you're really stressed, we have a tobacco for you. I remember waking up when I realized what we had done and thinking, this would be a good day to get hit by a train. I mean, please, God, take my life. Just stop my heart right now. It's like I'm cool with it. But this is where we learn, amen? This is where we learn to press into Christ, press through the trouble, press on to victory. Friend, we need less wishbone and more backbone. And it's the trials and mistakes of life that are going to build that into us. We just got to get real, amen? God's preparing you through every mistake you make. So on the positive side of the ledger, he wants to give you more power. His glory is going to be manifest in you. And the Bible compares God's people as they go through this learning painful process as a sun rising. You know, we're great at wanting results, aren't we? We want perfection, results, no problems, flaws, because flaws indicate that God isn't with us. That's not true at all. God allows us to get into all kind of bees' nests so that we can learn to lean on him and learn to have less confidence in ourselves and learn to be more merciful to others and all those Christ-like traits that you are going to experience as you, you mess up and don't give up. Are you ready to join the team now? And so the Bible says as we cooperate with God in this process that he is going to increase our efficacy. What does that mean? What does efficacy mean? The efficiency of what we do and our reach, it's going to go worldwide. You'll never know the results of what you do. And so we'll have greater efficacy, greater reach, and eternal life. So let courage rise with danger. Let's say that together. Let courage rise with danger. The gospel of health is to be firmly linked. How is it to be linked? Firmly linked to the ministry of the word. It is the Lord's design that the restoring influence of health reform shall be part of the last great effort to proclaim the gospel message. Friends, this is not about a list. It's about a life. If you're thinking of the health message as a list of do's and don'ts, then you've not understood what the Ten Commandments are or what the health message is, and it becomes a yoke of bondage. It becomes a yoke of bond, but it isn't. It's about a life. It's about restoration. It's about learning to walk with God 
in, and improving in judgment and in reasoning powers. Amen? Doesn't mean you're never going to have a cookie as long as you live. We make these lists, but God is reasonable and he's balanced. Amen? And he wants to restore the balance. He wants to give back everything in you and in me that sin has broken and taken away. In Steps to Christ, page 17... Uh, we're told that man was originally endowed with a noble character and a well-balanced mind. How many of you would like that? In fact, some of you are going to resonate with me on this, we're informed that some people are given ministry to heal their diseased minds. God knows I need to hear myself say this a bazillion times. When the gospel ministers and medical missionary workers are, uni- are not united, the worst evil comes into our churches. So when we separate the gospel, separate the health message, you know, the health message just becomes its own thing, and we're going to fix everybody, and we're just going to be friends, and, you know, guess what? Everybody isn't fixed. You can do the right things and die. You can be horrible and live a long time. We have to be prepared to understand this. My Aunt Ida Ferrari, who did not know God, said, you know what? Well, she would talk about God, but not in the way we would. She said, mean people have something in their blood that keeps them alive a long time. I mean, people who don't even know God understand that we don't live in a reasonable, fair world, right? Injustice occurs. But can we reduce risk? Can we relieve suffering? Can we live in such a way that we can hear God's voice? And if he doesn't heal you, he'll hold you. Isn't that worth coming to a meeting, knowing that God is going to add value to your life? I think one of the sweetest moments in my life, I didn't have this attitude, by the way, until I lost my husband of a rare cancer. We were in ministry together for 28 years, and I can't even talk about it. It's too painful. But I will tell you that I had a lady come to my meeting who was dying of rectal cancer, but she still wanted to come to the meeting because of the nurture and support and kindness that she was surrounded with, the, the, the comfort and care that she received to add value to her experience and relieve suffering in her valley of death. Jesus is the lily of the valley. We love mountaintops experiences. We would love to prove how right God is by getting everybody well. It doesn't happen that way, friends. We better have a higher purpose than fixing everybody. And if we don't, we're going to send people away feeling guilty because they're dying or because they have to take a blood pressure medication. I don't want to do that, do you? Dane and I, at the beginning of this message, you know, you get healed of something, you're from, you come from outer space. We were like Attila and Mrs. the Hun. And uh, God has ways. He takes us to the shed, doesn't he? He has ways of healing our hearts and showing us what the heart of his message really is. And I'm thankful for that. Some of you can resonate with what I'm saying right now, can't you? Because life has taught you some things. The relation that exists between the mind and body is what? Very intimate because we don't have a soul. Every part of us is connected with this brain. And there's this brain-body connection. And the way that we think affects multiple systems throughout the body. And the way we treat our body affects 50 different neurochemicals associated with mood. What an incredible thing. God has built so many backup systems within us to assist in well-being and in healing and recovery and restoration. You and I have been engineered by a loving God for renewal 
restoration, and recovery. Can you say thank you, God? It is impossible for men, while under the power of sinful, healthful, health-destroying habits, to appreciate sacred truths. Sin does not appear sinful. Our ministers need to see and understand this because they think that if you do a health presentation before an evangelistic meeting that you're giving them too much to think about. Well, guess what? Relieving suffering frees people to think about what you're talking about. The most, I told, at the last minister's meeting, I said, don't even talk to me about this. Don't come to me because I'm trying to be, learn patience. Don't tell me that it's too much during an evangelistic meeting. Or if you dare, I can't promise you, I'm going to be polite. The most ennobling, grand, and glorious themes of God's word seem but what? Idle tales. Satan can then what? Easily snatch away. So we have the billboards and the posters and the amazing message, and it's all so meaningful. But we must minister to the needs of God's people as they come to these meetings as suffering human beings. The good seed that has been sown is snatched away. They can't comprehend or understand its true value. What can be better preparation for the coming of the Lord and for the reception of other truths essential to prepare a people for his coming than to arouse the people to see the evils of this age and stir them to reformation from self-indulgent and unhealthful habits? Is not the world in need of being aroused on this subject? Just to show care. I, I went to a little exercise class, and, and I brought a package of our... Uh, Balanced Living tracks, the 24 tracks that we have, these little health tracks. We deal with topics like chronic pain, who can I trust, lessons on loss, in addition to the other health topics that we would typically see in a health pamphlet, we deal with 24 different topics. And this lady waited for me to come back for three weeks to, just to tell me how thankful she was and that she keeps them by her bedside. Now, I'll tell you why she keeps them by her bedside. Health information is available on the web, but it's the appeals and the gospel that we build into the message that is seizing those hearts. That's what's making the difference. Amen? Can I hear a, like a little louder one? Amen. Amen. All right. It's so thrilling to see hearts open to Christ through, through the tender outreach that we can do with others. Uh, the, the airline lady at the booth, you know, you go to get your ticket, and these poor women have to get up, these men and women have to get up so early in the morning. We were talking a little bit and how mean customers are, and I, I gave her a, a set of the tracks on the way out here, and she said, I'm going to read this, honey. <laughs> and, and on the cover, I made the top one, Who Can I Trust? That's one of our topics. Who can I trust? Uh, so what, how thrilling to know that you've brought a blessing into someone's life. If people see that we are intelligent with regard to health, they're going to be more ready to believe that we are what? Sound in our doctrines. That does not mean that everybody gets fixed. But it means that what you say is biblical, it's sound, it's scientifically sound, it's rational, and it's not strange. You understand strange? Some of the stuff that came to, in the mail, in the email for us when my husband was so sick made me want to just go and be a greeter at Walmart. I just said, God, this is too much. You know, like the, the asparagus paste cure. Two tablespoons of asparagus paste every day is going to heal any cancer. I mean, really? Uh, it was canned asparagus. It has to be canned. And then, the, then there was the maple syrup uh, baking soda cure. 
I told, I went to my husband with that one. I said, That's, this is cool. Let's go get some pancakes. You'll be fixed. And I think we did go get some pancakes just to whoop it up for a few minutes. Uh, and so, friends, we have to make sure that people who really know stuff are not going to be insulted by what we share. Amen? Wow. Really, really important. And when we understand that this is a tool, it is not the message, it is a tool for relieving suffering. When we realize that, it takes all the stress away uh, of, of working with people. Well, it takes a lot of it away. And in some cases, some of it away. <laughs> Paul understood that we must link these things. Our message has to be purposeful, it has to be practical, and it has to be personal. You can't separate it. can't separate it. And so when Paul reasoned with this great world leader, he reasoned with him of righteousness by faith, biblical living, and prophecy. And the biblical living part holds hands with both of the others. can't separate them. Intemperance lies. Why do we do this when beheadings are happening with all this chaos everywhere? Why? Because intemperance lies at the foundation of how much evil in this world. All of it. And temperance alone is the foundation of how many of the graces? All that come from God, the foundation of all victories to be gained. Now, temperance is not a list of things. Temperance is a character trait of God, just like love and long-suffering and gentleness. I can pray to God for this character trait. And as an, a former bulimic, and my husband, just being 100% Italian, you know, the whole thing, I mean, I'm not trying to blame my genes or culture, but my husband used to tell me, you're, I think your um, motto is ready, shoot, aim. He said, do you ever think before you open your mouth? Even for a minute, for a second, is there a button anywhere in your brain that stops you before you speak? And uh, this was years ago. Now I've like, got a handle on it like, very well. But how precious that we can pray for this character trait from God. And we receive these things as seed. Of his fullness, you have received all of these traits, but in the form of seed. Gifts are given, but fruit is grown. And so as we practice and and experience, and study, and pray, and nurture the seed, it grows. Amen? But, you know, if seed stays in the packet, it dies. And so then you have to get a new package. Some of us need some new packages of seeds, because it's been sitting in the package too long. So we need a fresh planting. The Bible says, have I not written to you excellent things and counsels and knowledge that to make you know what? The certainty of the words of truth that I send to you. My little hairdresser, uh, she's going to come to Cradle Roll with me the next time I'm in town. She's going to bring her little babies to Cradle Roll because of the talks that we've had and the things that she shared. I was so excited. And it just takes time. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I want people to change quickly, receive the message quickly, read the literature, make a decision because I'm busy. And it's irritating to have people think differently than, than we do. But the truth is that relationships take time. And maturity, you know, maturing takes time. Maturing relationships take And that's the thing that we just feel like we don't have. But it's the thing that God is calling us to give. Amen? Well, to make man whole, the heart of health, don't forget this, 
The heart of health is hope. It's hope. Because without hope, what's the point? Is it even worth trying? If you don't have hope, there are all kinds of healthy people that jump out of windows and kill themselves. Because without something to hope for, life isn't worth living, whether your kidneys are working well or not. And so our messages must be infused with hope. Hope in our hindrances. Hope in our heartaches. Hope in our habits and hope for heaven because we are pilgrims and strangers in this land. By the way, if you go read the book of Philippians, you'll find all these elements in that book. That's where I found this, is in the book of Philippians, the book of hope. And Paul was in prison when he wrote that book. The very essence of the gospel is restoration, and the Savior would have us bid not just the sick, but the hopeless and the afflicted to take hold upon his strength. He went from house to house, healing the sick, comforting mourners, soothing the afflicted, speaking peace to the disconsolate. I I know that I, I have thought in the past that it was my job to have a list of things for people to do when they tell me their problems. Have, have you ever had somebody do that to you? You know what that feels like when you're having problems and somebody, you said, no, you don't know what that's like. You do know what that's like? <laughs> yeah. I, and, and I remember one time laboring with a woman who, you know, she was had very out of shape physically, emotional problems, depression, this and this. And I'm sitting there, the librarian that I am, making a list for her to take home and do so that she can be recovered. <laughs> then Evelyn comes in. We've been working together for 15 years now. Evelyn is a completely different personality than I am, and I thank God that the Lord put us together. Evelyn sits down with the woman, because I, I, I was like completely, um, uh, what would you say, Evelyn? Failure? What's the word we use? Uh, any, hmm? Animated. It didn't work. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Typical <laughs> of the way people. Okay, thank you, Evelyn. <laughs> so anyway, never mind, Evelyn. So Evelyn sits down with this lady, leans into her, looks at her, and says, what do you know to do that is not operational in your life right now? 80% of what I had told her she already knew, but the woman needed to figure out a way and a strategy. She needed a friend. She needed so many other things than a list. What a blessing, what a lesson that was to me, and I'm so thankful Uh, for Evelyn's example in that. He took the little children in his arms and blessed them and spoke words of hope and comfort to weary mothers. With unfailing tenderness and gentleness, he met every form of human woe and affliction. Sometimes when this little hairdresser talks to me about her life and her problems as a single mother of two toddlers, I feel overwhelmed for her. How she's this little child is trying to make it through this world with so little accurate understanding of God and so few tools and so little resources, and oh, I just want to tell her everything. But God just says, be, you know, be there and let me open those doors. It's a precious experience. It was his meat and drink to bring what? Hope and strength, not answers. There are so many people who have problems, and we're just not going to have the answers, friends. It's not your job or mine to have all the answers but we can bring hope and strength to people. Amen? And give them materials that can help them to make choices and decisions that are going to open their hearts to the leading of God's Holy Spirit. 
This is Christ's method of laboring that we are to learn. Fortunately for you and for me, God has designed the human brain, even in adulthood, with a powerful capacity to reshape itself, learn, and grow new connections. How many of you are thankful for that today? I mean, you know, I've sat through some health lectures where the this presenter gets up and he says, you know, if you, if you do this and this and this, you won't get this and you won't have that and this won't happen to you and that won't happen to you. And, and I'm just sitting there going, I'm just starting to think about pizza right now because I'm so depressed listening to you. People come into your room, they're already broken. They've already had these horrible lives. They've been molested and so they've been eating cupcakes for 20 years. You know, there's always something behind. And so we're dealing with the whole person. Are you resonating with me this morning? You're understanding exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I've had to leave some of those meetings in tears. And I used to sound that way uh, at one time. But God has designed the human brain, even in adulthood, with a powerful capacity to reshape itself, learn, and grow. That tells you something about God, doesn't it? So the freedom keys for, for not just getting but maintaining freedom are pretty awesome. It's like Jackie Gleason said, you know, 54% of, an, of, any, of Americans on any given day are on a diet. Uh, but it's like Jackie Gleason said, he said, the second day of a diet is always the best because by then you're pretty much done with it. So it's, it's, you know, we all love to hold our programs and then take a video of somebody giving their testimony. But go visit that person in six months and see what's going on. And, and, and our relapse rate in lifestyle programs is the same as smokers who try to quit. I mean, let's be honest. And so we've, we've got to start implementing some processes that actually make a difference over time. Okay? So uh, the, the keys in our addiction programs and everything that we do, we're always focusing on the brain-body connection and creating an internal environment of thinking skills. Do you, do you think that thinking skills are just as important to learn as lifestyle skills? I mean, we don't... As the mind thinks, the mouth speaks, and the man moves. And we, we don't get to think, training our thinking. And we're told in inspiration that the thoughts and the emotions combined constitute character. And of all the things that run wild within us, it's our thoughts and our, our emotions that just go rampant. And until we learn how to discipline and train those things, and I believe that that should be a function of our wellness programs. How about you? And so we really focus on this. So the internal, external environment of our surroundings, creating a lifestyle, creating connections with God and with others, so very important. Social isolation, the health consequences of social isolation are equivalent to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. If any of you want this PowerPoint for your uh, church to bring renewal to your church, I will be happy to share it with you. Uh, John Rady wrote this, experiences, thoughts, actions, and emotions actually change the structure of our brains. Wow, what a picture of God, amen? I want to tell you the story of Jerry Scheel, and I'll do it quickly because I want Evelyn to have all the time that she needs. When does this end? When does this end? It ends at 12. Okay, okay, well, I'm sort of okay so far. Okay, so this is Jerry. Jerry showed up to a 15-hour training that Evelyn and I were doing in Orlando, Orlando, Florida, the NAD Health. He shows up from Canada with a busload of Canadians. He comes into my class. I've never seen this guy before. He looks like a hippie. And he says, I'd like to share in your class. 
<laughs> I said, this was about us, ah, seven years ago, eight years ago. And uh, I, you know, what do you do? I started, oh, wow, you're really passionate. I learned to say that. Evelyn says that. Oh, you're really passionate about this. Um, you know, we really have a tight schedule. Maybe, uh, you know, we might be able to get a 30-second to one-minute thing, you know. Well, I mean, I don't know what this guy's going to do. And so, okay, okay, he's humble. He stands up. He starts to share. And I said, take it. Take the class. Couldn't believe it. Jerry was a runaway. He was brilliant, very ADD kind of a guy, but very, very brilliant. He, his first crime was stealing money out of the offering plate when he was eight bad deal at home, went to, got addicted to everything for years. Money, women, was in, running around with Hollywood people, doing all kinds of different things, uh, drugs, alcohol, you name it. Went back home, and the pastor, he gave his heart to God. And, the pa he's, and he gave his heart to God. And then when he did, he went to our Living Free program on addictions. It was a training program. He went to work back in Canada uh, with, a, a, menace, with a, a homeless guy doing some construction. And the homeless guy said, you know what? You really ought to be in ministry because you really have a heart for God and for people. Well, Jerry went to the pastor and started to use our living free materials. And he met Roger. Roger was a retired Royal Air Force pilot. Jerry started doing our living free programs. And he just did a seminar with us as a trio at this year's camp meeting to show you the holding power of God. This man has been doing full-time ministry, doing the Living Free programs for seven, eight years now. And I didn't, he never went to my training before he started doing this. And I really believe that God had me produce these materials for him and for people like him. So he goes to Roger. Roger's down and out. He's fallen into trouble and depression. This is his house. It's full of gin bottles. And Jerry says, Roger, would you like to be free? And Roger said, yes, I would. And Jerry said, I have this box. It's a living free box. And if, we, if I bring this box to your house and we go through this box, you'll be free. That was the way he put it. I have no idea. How, he still holds a living free program every month at his house. And people from other denominations who are leaders come to his back door to go through that program. It's incredible. It's incredible. He's got 30 people coming to his house every week to keep the Sabbath. There's no Adventist church there. And the, the churches around in Calgary, they, they support Jerry in this. And they send elders to help. He sends them home. I don't need you. Look, I've got this. You, do you want money? What do you want? No, we'll just get a church going here. We, you know, and he's doing it in cooperation with the brethren. Praise the Lord. So anyway, this, they start this cleanup process. This is his counter. Look at this. I mean, when you, if you walked into a house like this, would you believe there was much hope? I mean, honestly, this is pretty serious. They start cleaning up. Here's the living free box. It's a six-session seminar, but they went through it all together, just the two of them in their home. In, in, so there's Evelyn talking about dietary fiber, blood sugar and the brain and they would stop the video jerry would go to i mean uh, roger would go to his cupboards and you know the captain crunch has to go i'm keeping the wheaties and then and then he we talk about creating an environment that reminds you this was his environment he didn't have a pretty ceramic but he did this look at roger look at him 
from a falling down drunk who couldn't leave his house so full of gin. Look at the environment he created. Look at this man. He joined a Bible study. There's Jerry's study. And this fellow, Jerry, is still in touch with the fellow in the middle doing studies with him. And here he is at a Bible study. After a year, Roger asked uh, Jerry to come and pray with him because he was now ready to get a job. This is the cab that Roger used to take to go and get his gin. And he was given a job driving that cab to take people. Isn't that just amazing? Uh, Roger died just about a year ago of heart failure. And Jerry went to see him. He noticed that there weren't footprints. And there were times over the years that Jerry would go to visit Roger and Roger would meet him at the door and not invite him in. So Roger had his ups and downs. But Jerry was always there for Roger, always looking out after Roger, always checking on Roger, always never pressuring Roger, but always there for him. And when Roger, Jerry walked by one day and noticed that there were no footprints leading out of the house, he would take his dog out uh, for little walks. And when he went in, Roger was dead. But when Jerry shared this at camp meeting, he wept. He said there was no alcohol anywhere. There was no alcohol in his car, on his person, in his house, in his cupboards. He was free. He died free. He who could not see human beings exposed to eternal ruin without pouring out his soul unto death in their behalf will look with pity and compassion upon every soul who realizes that he cannot save himself. He will look upon no trembling suppliant without raising him up. A new heart is given him. He becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Great as is the shame and degradation through sin, even greater will be the honor and exaltation through redeeming love. Evelyn's getting ready. She's never in a hurry. She's going to live a long time. So are you passionate about helping others? You're here because of that. And you're seeing the paradigm from which we are coming. We are, we are passionate about the recovery and restoration and renewal that God has, is, has programmed into us. And so that is what's behind the materials that we have produced. We, um, we, these, the materials that we produce are, to help, are tools that to help you to go out. As you are well aware, to produce these materials will, it takes time and energy and money and resources. And Michigan Conference is, is behind this health ministry 100% and has commissioned us to do this um, wonderful um, uh, ministry of health evangelism. So one of the programs that we are very excited about is the Balanced Living PowerPoint series. And you will see this on the back table. And when you come to our booth, which is 523, booth 523, you can find these materials. And uh, in this particular one, uh, the Balanced Living PowerPoints, there are 24 different PowerPoints. Uh, on uh, multiple topics. Uh, It's on nutrition, but it's also who can I trust and um, freedom from alcohol and smoking. Um, So in this packet, you you will have PowerPoints that are a short version, which can be five to seven minutes, and then a longer version, which can be 20 to 25 minutes. They are fully editable so that you can 
Um, you can make them shorter or longer. You can uh, actually, if there's two of them that you want to combine because of a presentation that you're doing, that is possible as well. So these 24 PowerPoints, there's the short version and the long version, which are fully scripted for you. There's the English and Spanish um, that um, we've, we're excited that, and it's also going into other languages as well. Fully editable, of course, they're biblically based, and we're looking at the physical, mental, and spiritual side. Uh, so uh, with this are tracks. Now, you are familiar with small tracks, and all of these come in a small track version, but also a large track version. And these are very nice for the evangelistic series or when you're doing a supper club because you can do notes on the back. So the different ways that this can be used, uh, we made 24 because of the 24 presentations that are typical for an evangelistic series. And uh, we are in the process of actually doing a plug and play. So there's a short version, a five to seven minute version, and uh, Vicki and I are, are in the process of doing the plug and play uh, for those who would like that. But for to do it live, you have the scripted uh, PowerPoint so that you can do it live. So that can be done in the evangelistic series. Or in Michigan, we have what we call supper clubs. And this has been really successful for our uh, different churches. We have these very small churches that are doing supper clubs once a month. They offer, uh, it's usually a, a very simple supper and then a presentation. And they are using these types of uh, um, um, materials for their presentations. And... Um, Vicki and I are often uh, uh, have the privilege of going to these, and these very small churches have quite the attendance from the community. Uh, the interest in health is very broad, and the, the types of people who come, they're health educators, they're stay-at-home moms, they're uh, from all walks of life who come to these supper club meetings. So the supper clubs are usually once a month, and they serve a small meal, and then they have a program. So here are 24 different topics that can be presented at the supper clubs. Uh, these are also wonderful to do in your home. Uh, I've had a group of people sitting around my table, uh, and we would show the picture, and we would talk about it as we would go through these. Uh, Jerry Shield, who you just saw uh, the story of, he, he says, you know, I'm not much of a presenter, but I'll go through and I'll have people read the script. We pass it around and each person will read and, and talk about how, how that may impact their lives. So I want to show you a few of the, the pictures that, or the slides that go with this. But there are 24 different topics from superfoods that fight cancer, to lowering blood pressure, to digestion, the churning question, uh, creating connections. So it's, it's a broad spectrum. As Vicki shared with you, our big picture is to create an environment, an environment in how we think and the environment that surrounds us. So to create an environment and then to create a lifestyle and what would be included in that? Nutrition, exercise, sleep, water. And then to create connections. Connections with other people and, and 
very importantly, the connection with God. And we see that these three areas uh, cover a broad spectrum, and we're looking at the whole person when it comes to health. And you'll see that reflected in all the materials that we do. And we're also looking, whenever we're doing these materials, we're always looking at the connection with the brain because it's the frontal lobe, the decision-making, that is so important in, uh, in, in guiding us through life. And, and so all of these things are how does this connect with the brain. So looking at a, a, this, is, this particular um, PowerPoint is on... Um, Hurried, worried, and buried. And so we're looking at stress. Are you bouncing off the walls? Busy? Uh, we are all, this Chinese proverb kind of wraps it up for so many people of being hurried, worried, and then we bury. When stimulation comes at us from every side, we reach a point where we cannot respond with depth to much of anything. Bombarded with so much that demands our attention, we tend to shut down our attention to everything. So, does your whole life seem like an emergency? Positive connections with others improve our mental, physical, and spiritual health. So it's not just about broccoli. It's not just about getting sleep, although those are very important. But those connections are very important, especially in buffering when it comes to stress. A person's psychological state is a prominent factor in health. How we're thinking. God cares about our schedule. And one of my favorite sayings is, I have all the time I need. Let's say that together. I have all the time I need. That goes through my head many times during the day. I have all the time that I need to do what God wants me to do today. And that kind of throttles down some of the the stress that we feel. But um, you can see the quality of the PowerPoints, how they are editable, and then with that comes the, the handouts. And these, um, these tracks, the large and the, sh- and the small version, can be used multiple ways. Uh, the, how, how do you think that you could use these tracks in your life? What are some things that you think you could do? What did you say? Give them away in your office. They're wonderful, especially if, if you have a medical uh, practice or uh, having these available for patients. And also just uh, having these PowerPoints in the office setting as people are waiting and just uh, going through the PowerPoints uh, can be an excellent way to, uh, to educate while people are waiting. Yes? Every chairman that comes to my home, pest control, everybody. The pest, clo- the pest control, anybody that comes to your, you have tracks for them. How else could you use these tracks? At the county fair is a great way to do this. Yes. Put it with the, in your bills. You could stick it in with the bill. Yeah. So multiple ways, uh, carrying them with you. When you give a nice tip uh, after you eat, you know, uh, putting that uh, with them as you're going through the airport, different ways. And there we have a, an amazing sale going on. We call it Christmas in August. But you can get packs of these. We have packs available for you, which would have the 24. We have packs of 50. Two dollars 
for two packs. So come by our, um, our booth. We have these... Uh, uh, while supplies last, that's right. So we want to, we want to, they're usually $5 and we're, they're $2 for two packs. 523, come to 523. So this is kind of our gift to ASI uh, this, this time, is to provide these great materials for you. Uh, another great program that is just off the press is called Revelations Overcomers. Keys to Victorious Living. And this, this uh, takes the, the, the message of revelation and ha- making it practical in our lives. The, seven, the story of the seven churches, a very practical lesson on, um, on victorious living. This is a, uh, it's two fully scripted PowerPoints, two sermons, two presentations, and in my opinion, you could actually make it four uh, because of the material is so rich. It is fully editable. It is a standalone presentation that you can do at church or wherever you are, or it can be a part of the Revelation Evangelistic series. It covers God's recreative drawing love, the, the love that, that God has for us, how to have a fruitful life, fruitful living, and the standards. And because we're all going through these trials, how to stay the course in these trials and how to grow in faith. And this is a project that Vicki has worked really hard on. And so she's going to share a couple of the slides with you uh, so that you can get a glimpse of what this program is about. Hello? You with me? Okay. So how thrilling it is to to be able to to pour into some presentations that you can use a bridge program. This can either be used as a part of an evangelistic series to prepare for the Christian standards and teachings that we know that have to that undergird biblical living, uh, that deal with some touchy kind of sensitive topics like modesty, entertainment, um, how how to how to tunnel through trouble. We deal with mindset the fixed versus the learning mindset, and how faith grows through earnest conflict with doubt and fear. That's what we're told in Inspiration. People think that just because they're having a struggle uh, or a trial that God has somehow forsaken them. And so how do we grow and prosper and become fruitful in the midst of trials? How can we actually stay the course as we deepen in our walk spiritually and intellectually with Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about from the perspective of Revelation to help people to understand and have the psychological, mental, and spiritual tools to be able to tunnel through mistakes, obstacles, problems, trouble, and continue to grow in obedience to God's will in the very specific areas that are very important for brain-body health. And so it's a great transition program from uh, a regular health series into an evangelistic series or Bible studies. You can do these in your home. Uh, So anyway, that is what that is all about. And I'll just show you a few of the pictures. So we are talking about, see, think about children that have been raised Adventist. I, I think about this with my children. We teach our children these compelling, amazing reasons to love God, don't we? But the natural heart does not love God. The natural heart is not drawn toward God. The reason that we come to God is because we need him, not because we love him. His love draws us. We love because he first loved us. What an important teaching this is. 
so that people understand this isn't about waiting until you feel like you're in love with God. You just need to feel your need. And so we really teach this piece. And then what does fruitful living look like on an everyday basis when you're messing up? Successful people are not mistake-free. They just refuse to give up. Building perseverance is a, is a miracle in a brown wrapper. It's the miracle that we all need. Amen? Uh, how to have persevering strength through trials. How to develop steadfast faith. So I just want to show you what the slide quality looks like. These are editable. You can do this in sections. So we deal with the new life. What does it look like in terms of character, conduct, lifestyle, relationships, and entertainment? How do we grow in these areas? In like manner, you see, we, we deal with some issues of uh, modesty and adornment. We deal with entertainment addiction. And we deal with the issue of faith. Faith is not given to avoid problems. Faith is given to avoid failure while enduring problems. Amen? Problems do not mean an absence of God. It means a presence of his power. So we talk about the learning mindset versus the fixed mindset. How can I learn? Instead of orienting ourselves in life with how will I look, the way we orient ourselves as Christians is how can I learn? How can I learn from this situation? We talk about getting rooted and grounded in the word of God and how to do that so that we can grow like a pine sapling that grows stronger, sturdier, and bigger with each passing season. You will gain strength of character as you walk with God through every circumstance of life, whether it's a success or a setback, whether it's loss or an achievement. Jesus is there to guide you. Amen? You will gain strength of character as you walk with God. Oh, look, I put it in twice. <laughs> Do you like that? Yeah. Got to see it twice. Evie? As Vicki shared the quote that the worst evil is to separate the gospel from the health message. We work very closely with personal ministry and our pastors in our conference. And one of the things that has been developed in our conference is um, uh, some from the training center churches is uh, a fundamentals of faith and also a book called The Discipleship Handbook. And The Fundamentals of Faith, it's a very small book, and this helps people get ready for baptism um, or profession of faith preparation guide. It's good for general studies. It summarizes the 28 fundamental beliefs. It encourages practical commitments. So after each session, it will say... Um, it will say things like, my commitment, by the grace of God, I will strive to remain in close communion with Christ through daily prayer and Bible study. So there's places to do a check mark for those kinds of commitments. It's a handy learning checkpoints, and the baptismal vows are included. This is also available at our booth. There's also a handbook and mentor's guide. So once a, a new member uh, joins the church, then it is suggested that a church member becomes a mentor. And this is the guide that they use as a mentor. And they go through the book to understand more about um, the Seventh-day Adventist beliefs. It lifts up Christ, presents practical topics, builds strong spiritual habits, 
uh, the Bible and Spirit of Prophecy reading plan at the very back. You can, it goes through the whole year on how, what to read in the Bible and then the complimentary in the Spirit of Prophecy to get people into learning how to do uh, personal Bible studies integrates into the local church, the new member, and is recommended by many church leaders and keeps people uh, grounded in, in the truth. What is it that I believe in? And a time to discuss it with another member. This is also available at our booth as well. So um, some, of the, some of the prices for the, the balanced living, as I was sharing with you the very beginning, is $75 for the 24 short and long PowerPoints. Uh, the Revelation Overcomers that Vicki has just shared is $10 for the two scripted PowerPoints. Um, and um, let's see. What, and, and then the, I think I already shared, we already shared that $2 for two sets of the, the large uh, the balanced living um, the tracks like this. So this is kind of the giveaway that we're doing. So we want you to come and visit us at the, at the booth of 523. Make sure that you come by to see us. When we give ourselves wholly to God and in our work follow his direction, he makes himself responsible for its accomplishment. We are to cooperate with the one who knows no failure. We don't know where this contact is going to lead. We are part of the process of, uh, of people understanding and learning about God's love. And so we, we do what he is calling us to do and leave the results up to him. Faithful is he who has called you, who will also do it. So it's God who works, the Holy Spirit that's working in these lives. And I know, I'm sure that you have felt the Spirit, Holy Spirit speaking to you and how these resources can be um, helpful to you that the, and, and perhaps even getting a, a glimpse of, of sharing this message of hope with the people that are in your world. You know, you are unique. You are coming into contact with people that maybe you are the only Adventist that is, is uh, seen in, in the world that you operate. And so you are the light. And I, I, I would just like to uh, give you uh, an opportunity of saying, yes, Lord, please use my life and use the influence that you've put into my life so that I can draw others to you. Is that your prayer today? Is that your prayer that, that you will be uh, an influence of hope for others in your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we have come here today because we love you. We love this message of health and hope and promise. And, and I pray that you, as, as we go forward, that you would continue to impress our hearts with how we can reach out. We can reach out to our, in our personal life, we, in our families, in, in our work, in our community, our church, and in our world. And that this message will go forward with, with power and that, uh, and, and that we can become the, the, the people that will complete restoration physically, mentally, and spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for ASI, Adventist Layman's Services and Industries. If you would like to learn more about ASI, please visit www 
www.asiministries.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.